this podcast. And we are back in true, um, ironic fashion, as is typical of the world today. Our ongoing drought has been once again marred by thunderstorms here in the great state of Utah. Big, big, thund- big time big. thunderstorms. I was driving up I-15 last night and there was there was standing water on the freeway that was about two feet deep in we, spots. Yeah, it was dangerous. It we, was. Were, we were there too. We, we got to the point where the windshield wipers almost didn't work. Have you ever been in a situation where it's raining so hard? One time uh, when I was a kid in Florida, we were in a downpour that was just so massive. We like literally went from 65 to 35 to 15 to just stopped on the freeway for like five minutes because it was as if all the water in the world was coming down on the car and we could, right. the windshield wipers just simply didn't work. Yeah. Last night was a bit like that. Yeah. You know, okay. 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 So not, but that's the second time in a week. Like last week, last weekend, we were in a situation like that down in San Pete Valley, coming down right. the mountain into San Pete Valley through uh, Highway 89. Mm-hmm. Like I thought my, uh, my wife was following me. She ha- she almost pulled over. I I was just barreling on ahead. But uh, I I got to, had to slow way down, you know, and well, it so was pretty dang good water. Southern Utah has been bombarded for weeks, actually. Lots of flooding in southern Utah. Now... I'm into conspiracy, right? And so have you, have you ever looked into the harp? Um, I don't know if I'd call it a conspiracy. People, there's an array that it's, it's known that there's an actual array of antennas in Alaska, right? Is this, is this a, this is in Alaska? I'm not Uh, sure, but I, I, I've heard a little bit about this. Yeah. It's uh, the high frequency active auroral research program and, uh, it's owned by the, U.S. government. It's what in a movie? place called Gakona, Alaska. What movie mentions harp? Is it one of the X-Men or Marvel? I don't know. You're yeah. gonna have to find that yeah. reference well, for me for the up. listeners. I'll see if I. I'll see what the internet says while you're explaining. Well, a lot of people think they're using it to try and control the weather, right? It's a research program related to the ionosphere, trying to either get power from or influence the ionosphere. And for those of us that are uninformed, the ionosphere is part of what we call the atmosphere. (laughs) The ionosphere, it's a shell of electrons and electrically charged atoms and molecules that surrounds the Earth, starting at about a height of uh, 50 kilometers and goes up from there. Uh way out to 965 kilometers. This is according to Wikipedia, of course, which Wikipedia has never been wrong. But uh, that's a part of our accepted science is that we have this layer of atmosphere called the ionosphere. And so there's a lot of people that believe the by, by, by channeling large amounts of energy into the ionosphere that the U.S. government can affect weather. Uh, some people accused George Bush of steering hurricanes. Remember Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, yeah. I think they, th- there was some. Uh, he was some blamed discussion. for some storms. I think in Oregon too, on the Oregon coast, yeah. they blamed. There George was some Bush. discussion amongst uh, the alternate 
liberal crowd who hated Bush at the time that maybe he caused Katrina. So here, here's a question, I, and I can't find anything on harp right now in pop culture, but I'm not looking too hard. Um, but here, here's a philosophical question. A few weeks ago, uh, here in Utah, we were asked by, do I even dare say the name? Are we deep enough in? We were asked by. No, our, you need to wait, 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 wait. Come on, just wait. You need to wait at least say two, two more minutes just to show that you can wait. We were. You have like an addiction to this. We or? were. No, no. We were asked to pray for rain by our governor. So what you're saying is God smiles upon the Utahns who have been praying for rain. Well, here's the here's the question though. So it is raining. It's been raining quite a bit. Is this rain an answer to prayers? Or is this rain... To prove the drought people are wrong? Well, it's a destructive rain. It's caused a lot of problems, a lot of flooding, a lot of uh, mudslides, a lot of Do you of, think uh, Mother Na- does Mother Nature think of it as destructive, or does she think of it as replenishing the Earth's water supplies in certain areas? Like, well, it, regardless, destru- it's destru- replenishing water supplies. Destructive is in the eye of the beholder, is what I'm saying. Well, if your basement had six feet of water in it, I think you'd say it's destructive. And you probably wouldn't think that that was an answer to your prayers. So, But so, what if you had been praying for rain? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we were all mandated to. I mean, I don't think uh, it was... Isn't, that a stra- <laughs> isn't this a strange dilemma we're caught in here in the Matrix? <laughs> Pray for rain. Stop praying for rain. Well... And now that same governor is is asking people to help their neighbors who have had flooding problems. And so it's like, well, you told everybody for to pray for rain. Maybe they should just pray that the rain goes away. So or maybe maybe they could pray the basements dry up. Maybe we needed to pray for the proper amount of rain. <laughs> is this like those church uh discussions you'd get into where they would somebody would finally say and then I realized I had been praying for patience. And so I stopped <laughs> praying for patience and all my trials ceased. Uh, maybe, maybe. But I, I, I Have, you know, I just don't think that anybody who prayed for rain wanted their neighbor's basement to get flooded. Unless those neighbors don't wear masks and are unvaccinated, then they get what they deserved. Maybe there needs to be some research done. I think maybe I'm, the only people whose basements are flooding are also unvaccinated people. That could be the case, but I just had a strange thought. I wonder if the reason we've had all this COVID garbage is because Mormons have been praying for patience for so many generations, and then we finally got the lockdown. But the lockdowns and this stuff doesn't seem to be bothering too many Mormons. It doesn't seem to be creating patience either. No. No, too many people are going along with it as as if it's completely normal to be locked in your house by your government and too many people like and then on the flip side or not even Maybe the flip there were side a lot of doctors praying for patients well then in that case why would they tell everybody to stay home <laughs> <laughs> they needed a, a a worse disease well anyway it's july no longer it is august august 2nd, 2nd. the year of our Lord 2021, and uh, it is Monday morning, and we're here broadcasting another tape-delayed episode of the Mind Virus podcast. Find us on the web at mindvirus.show, or on Spotify or Apple, if you're one of those few people that likes to listen that way. 
Uh, what should we talk about today, Bobby? What's What's on your mind? Well, we're, it, we're, it, we're having another fly by the seat of our pants episode. If you haven't noticed. Well, this last week has been like the previous couple of weeks, where the the messaging in mainstream media is so convoluted and so contradictory that it's impossible not to see it and to know that the goal here is confusion and fear and chaos. They, it's, it's remarkable. Let me just read you a headline. And we have a lot of smart people that listen to this podcast, allegedly. Allegedly. And see if you guys out there can make sense of this headline. This is an actual tweet. Twitter tweet from... This is how it's done nowadays. If you're not on Twitter, you don't get the headlines. From CNN, from from the most trusted name in news. No, wait, sorry, that's Fox, right? That's there. Is that there? I thought that was InfoWars. Anyway, <laughs> this is CNN. What does CNN stand for, by the way? Convoluted News Network. <laughs> I thought it was the Clinton News Network. <laughs> it's the... The Communist News Network. Communist News Network. Yeah. But what is it? What is the actual cable it, news network? Oh, cable news network. Wow, that's creative. Yeah, it's like a ESPN, yeah. Eastern Sports. Okay. Uh, anyway, here's the headline. What's the P stand for in ESPN? No, ESPN has is a weird. Um, I think is it SP is sport. I think it's Eastern Sports Network. Is I don't. Know. You have the internet right there. I'm okay, going to read this you, one. You read, you read from your internet. I'll look for what ESPN okay. stands for. All right. This is from CNN. And see if you can make any sense of this whatsoever. Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Eastern something or other. Entertainment and Sports Network. Yeah. Ooh, CNN you know. does stand for Cable News Network. Okay. CNN. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of variants and, in fact, could push the evolution of strains that evade their protection, researchers warned. They said people need to wear masks and take other preventative steps until almost everyone is vaccinated. Wait a minute. Start, start the beginning of that again. Do I have to? Do it in a loop. <clears throat> right. <laughs> the, t- the title of this episode may end up being... Chiasmus of stupidity or chiasm of convolution. <laughs> Convoluted chiasm. You got it. Okay. okay what, did they say something about vaccines at the start of this and at the end of it? Vaccination alone. <clears throat> vaccination alone won't stop the rise of variants and in fact could push the evolution of strains that evade their protection. Researchers warned. They said people need to wear masks and take other preventative steps until almost everyone is vaccinated. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of okay, well, and in fact could push the evolution of strains <laughs> that evade their protection. It's incredibly dangerous to our democracy. Safe and effective. Yeah, so it, it, this headline prompted, and others like it, that basically are saying... Prompted many heads to explode around the country in the <clears> alternate... Well, media. you had a public health meltdown which it, is kind fact, of funny. it seems it seems like in the alternate space it's almost entirely about the cognitive dissonance now i mean like right. it's like you got two two sides of the country at least relative to uh media outlets you have the everything's normal don't look at anyone behind the curtain and then the people that are looking behind the curtain are like ah! going wild you know well, can you who, who is he who who do they who believes this shtick anymore 
So it prompted the question for me, and, and I'm wondering now, is the phrase safe and effective now official misinformation? Because there's this push that these vaccines aren't really as effective as we were told. And the reason they're not as effective as we were sold on is because there's not enough people that are using the vaccines. Right. And of course, if you're one of our listeners that's living in a cave, which I'm understanding that many do, the the big event, the big nexus point, the confluence of craziness. Oh, that's another good title for an episode of Confluence of Craziness. The uh, You guys don't realize how hard it is to come up with titles for these rambling, tangential shows that we do. The <laughs> That right there alone should win us like an Emmy or a Golden Globe or something. But the big confluence of craziness was that the CDC, this was it this week or last week, has now said you need to mask up even if you're vaccinated. Right. That's the big, they've, they've issued new mask guidance. And um, yeah, that, that it, it's a huge flip-flop. Yeah, and just a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever, President Biden, who I know some of you have forgotten because it's easy to forget, but Joe Biden is the president of the United States currently. Yeah. He said, if you've had these vaccines, you don't need to wear a mask. He also said recently, if you haven't been vaccinated, you're a lot less smart than I thought you were. So basically, you're a stupid idiot if you don't get these vaccines, <laughs> according to the sitting president. And yet it was Trump that was Who accused has dementia. of being so abrasive and insulting. So we just have a guy who does it. With the, That's it, right, you dog-faced dog horse pony show. Yeah, you lion, dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's what. That's another thing that Biden called somebody on the campaign trail. But, but yeah. So the the the, the messaging is so convoluted, it's so contradictory that the only, the only, I, I you can't you can't just scrap it up to incompetence anymore. It's because one. It's not just CNN that wrote a uh, uh, a mindless headline. Everybody was pushing this idea that the vaccines aren't stopping the Delta variant. So you got to wear a mask and get the vaccine because the vaccines only work if enough people get the vaccine. So therefore wear a mask because those only work if enough people wear a mask. And if you don't do these things, you're the reason that the virus mutates. That's another thing. That virus mutations just talking are about caused, this has made me lose my train of thought <laughs> by people who aren't getting the vaccines. Yeah, just thinking about this, just just even talking about it has made me lose my train of thought. Like we're we're like so far off the cliff. We're we're not we're no longer like eight feet off the cliff and twelve feet down and screaming. We're like we're eight or ten feet away from the edge of the cliff, and we're like a hundred and fifty feet down, and we've been screaming. Now imagine, so we're a couple of people... We're flailing our arms wildly. We're a couple of people who kind of scratches our head at this sort of stuff, right? And I think most of our listeners are. Even last year, early on, there was a lot of these contradictory, contradicting message, messages. Now imagine you're not that kind of a person. Imagine you just do what the person on Fox News or CNN or the local uh, affiliates tell you to do. How are you going to feel? How are you going to act? You went, okay? You, I am you, a robot. You closed your business. You I am a robot. You didn't go to work. You stayed inside. Verify you me. wore the mask. Validate me. 
You you skipped Thanksgiving and Christmas. You haven't oh, seen no, your Thanksgiving. You haven't seen <laughs> no. You haven't seen your your parents in eighteen months. You haven't seen friends in eighteen months. You've done everything they've told you to do. You got the shots. You got two shots. You You're wear the mask after shot. the shots. You're gonna get the third and the fourth and the fifth booster shots. You're doing all these things, and they keep telling you, "Sorry, it's not enough. Sorry, it's not enough." You know, Utah. Remember, Utah. It's safe. It's effective. It's how we get our lives back. Well, the people who are t- have taken it aren't getting their lives back. So, people, what what are you? What next? <laughs> what now? COVID twenty one is what's how now, next. brown cow. COVID twenty one. Um. Yeah. What? Yeah. There. I think there's a lot of this. Wait. What? What? There's a lot of that going on right now amongst it, a lot of us. I do think, and again, I'm 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 judging based on the 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 fantasy world that tw- is Twitter. But there's a lot of people who are who seem to be saying, "I did everything you I was supposed to do. The vaccines were supposed to be the end game, and now you're telling me we're going back to square one." China locked down a certain city. I don't remember what the city was, just like today, because there was like three cases or something. We are literally, we're going back to zero in many parts of the world. Now, now everybody's going along with it. There's massive protests in Europe. Police in Germany are out beating people in the head, including kids. I saw a video of kids. Massive protests in France. Massive protests in France. And we're not being, we're not. We're not; those aren't being covered real, uh, you know, widely. And it kind of goes back to an idea that we floated early on around here, and that's at what point do the people ha- say enough is enough and actually rebel? So there was a I, I was told of, by some friends of a funny episode in the YouTubeosphere or whatever by a guy named Michael Rappaport. Mm-hmm. He he is an actor. He played on uh, Justified. Yeah, he's a redheaded guy. Uh, yeah, I, he's been in a lot of things. I just remember him from Justified because he he's this redneck and he'd say he things like to, real good. I think he's a guy who's going to get you real good and then and then driving down to San Pete Valley, you see these uh, guys selling beef jerky and it's real good real beef good. jerky. I, he seems to be the actor that plays like everyone like the main character's best friend in a lot of movies. Yeah. So anyway, apparently he was, uh, he does a little vlogging and he was taking a selfie video walking down the streets of New York a few days ago telling everybody, just get the effing vax. Come on, get vaxxed. What's wrong with all you people? And then he's now got a, a, a video out that says something like, um, Let's see if I can find it here. Unexpected error. Please refresh the page and repeat the action. Apparently, he had a reversal of a change of heart. Right. And and now he's like, what? I'm a super spreader? I'm vaccinated and I'm a super spreader? Because they're now talking about how the vaccinated can be super spreaders. He didn't have a change of heart, but he's maybe just waking up to the fact that he's had a collar around his neck with a chain attached to it and he's been being yanked around by this by by the medical 
establishment. Am I a hero for getting a vaccine or a super spreader? <laughs> it's it was Instagram. Some of the some of the replies are funny. The vaccine never prevented you from catching the virus. That was clear from the trials. Yes. Yeah, so the point the point was to stop you from getting seriously ill or dying when you do get it, which is funny because that's not what they're telling the public, you know, in the campaigns. Here's another person. You're a fool. That's what you are, a hypocritical idiot. So you get the. Yeah. I think you're. We're we're right at the point where, uh, we literally might have a large enough segment of society on the edge to actually see some serious fireworks over this episode well, now. Yeah, and over the COVID over the COVID episode. It the the coming school year is going to be really interesting because they're going to try to close schools again. And did, by did you day, I mean certain uh, certain powers that be, certain authorities in certain cities. So school board, presidents, uh, teachers, unions, um, whoever else, just like they did last year. You know, schools, schools were super safe last year. We proved that right here in Utah. Not every school was open in Utah, but many were. Some of the biggest schools in the state were open, not quite full-time, but close enough, right? And yes, the kids were all masked up, but these kids did not wear their masks outside of being let's, forced come on, yeah. to. Let's not, be, let's not be idiotic about this. You all know the kids did not, like the masking of the kids did nothing because... I mean, all the hands on the faces, all the masks under the chins, all the all the chewing well, on the masks. Look, these kids, did, all the swapping of spit as they're snogging and kissing in yeah, the hallways. Yeah, these kids did not break up with their girlfriends. They did not stop hanging out and sharing drinks. And did anyone do a scientific and, a scientific study on the incidence or lack of incidence of mononucleosis in high schools during the period? Of course, they did not. Right. Well, and our esteemed former epidemiologist said that we know masks work because there were no breakouts in schools. By the way, that person I heard through the grapevine, can't, I can't drop any names here, but somebody who works with that person was asked by a, another person trying to protect the innocent you, here. That's the if, grapevine. If that person if that epidemiologist actually did wear a mask in the office, and the answer to that is no. Well, of course not. They, of course, did not wear a mask in the office. It's theatrical. And, and how many videos came out over the last year where they were showing press conferences and news conferences of politicians who were standing around without masks, and then... Well, those are that, still happening. Then there was some sort of a signal, and they all put their masks on, and then the and then oh, the, one of my favorites. Then they start recording. One of my favorites, and I think I have it bookmarked so we could link to it, was that there was this there was a press conference, and all these people are huddled around the podium, and none of them are masked up, and then someone literally gives them a hand a signal, signal, like and they like, all put them on, and they all hurry and put them on because the camera's going to go live. Well, the camera's already live. Yeah. Well, and just just this week, the mayor of D.C instituted another mask mandate and then a day later she was on video uh or uh officiating a massive wedding and nobody's masked this is this has always been the case the the people in who are enforcing these rules they don't follow them they're not worried about the disease it's all about it's all pushing, about show it's 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 what? push it's creating a a 
it's creating a class, a new class in 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 our societies. This look, look. All you have to do is all these people who said, "I did the right thing by staying home and having my food delivered." Who delivered your food, idiots? I think it's just demonstrating there's a class of people that are, like you said, idiots. Well, they're complete. They're complete, they're complete idiots. idiots. These are these are the people that are going to believe the emperor is wearing clothing because they don't want to be accused of being unworthy of their station or a, or a total idiot. By the way, shout out to one of our loyal listeners who I heard from this past week, Walmart, incident to the CDC's insanity declaration of masking, decided to remask up its employees here in the great state of Utah. In public areas only, by the way, <laughs> okay, not at the lunch, not at the lunchroom table, but they were required to wear masks. And so one of our, one of our friends out there that listens to the show was sent home early from his job for complaining too much. <laughs> I'm not saying you should go out and lose your job, but kudos to you. And, uh, you know, be careful, of course, if that's, uh, you know, you've, you've, every single one of us has the, to, has to use their own discernment look, to decide where to draw the lines. Another friend of mine, by the way, uh, he, he was, we, I was talking to a friend of mine and he says, he, he framed it in these terms. He's like, well, the, is the masking a hill that you want to die on? You know, and maybe for some, the masks are the hill they need to die on. But his, his line in the sand was forced vaccination. He's like, that's the hill we're going to die on. Is, that seems to be a it, common... And it seems to be common amongst the, the world protests going on right now. But see, that's one of the reasons why, in my opinion, masks were a hill to at least fight on. Because the masks, the same reasoning, the same rhetoric used for masks is being used for the vaccines. And the masks because I've been asked a few times, why don't you just put the mask on? Why don't you just put the mask on? It's like, well, cause I'm not, cause, cause a it's a lie. Idiot. It's a lie. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to live a lie. I don't want to give, give uh, credibility to this I'm not lie. A, I'm not a fan of charades. The lie, the masks do not slow the spread of disease. That's so well established. It's not even worth discussing anymore. It's well, but been then, aside from the fact that when they're worn, they're not worn correctly. I saw I saw a graphic out there showing a picture of uh, the New York subway station with a a four tiered advertisement that sh said that, like had people wearing a mask under their chin, under their nose, yeah. and it's like not that quite was the photo a little it, higher. That was the photo that attended that CNN. Oh, that was the CNN thing. That CNN article. Okay, that's where I saw it. You sent that to me. <laughs> And it's like, it's so condescending as if they're second graders, like, well, oh, not, oh, a little higher. No, a little lower. There you go. When the, they have um, these kids wearing the masks, these kids, like uh, restaurants, we've talked about this before in restaurants, your server would scratch their nose and right. then come over with their gloved hand, having have, touched their mask. They have gloves on though. Right. It made <laughs> absolutely no difference. Well, yesterday I was watching a little bit of the Olympics and I haven't watched much of them, but we were watching some gymnastics and I was with a larger group. I didn't have control of the remote, but <laughs> S Simone Biles, and I'm not going to get into the controversy and stuff around her, but she was watching this event and she's wearing a mask, of course, because everyone's got a mask up there in the empty Olympics, but she would get nervous watching her teammates perform and she took the mask and you know what she would do with it? She put it over her eyes. She would put it over her eyes. Your eyes are, Susceptible I, to okay. 
germs as well. If you can somehow get people to take a break from the media, if you can just <laughs> somehow get them to stop watching it for a few months. I remember not, I used to love, you know, pro sports, basketball, football, whatever. I stopped watching for a while and um, came back and watched an NBA game one time. And I was like, am I watching an episode of like rollerball, like or a movie, like of a post-apocalyptic spectacle, thun- uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome or something? Like, it, it, it <laughs> and if you've been to a jazz game recently with all the lights and the smoke and stuff, it's, it's like absurd. Like how, how over the top does everything have to be for us to be entertained? Right. I, if, if, if you, I remember my wife and I, we turned out, we turned off the network television, you know, 10 or 12 years ago and, you know, just stopped watching. Cause we'd watched late night TV, folding clothes, doing whatever she was doing. Most of the clothes folding. If you're listening, honey, I acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> I was doing most of the lounging and, you know, you're watching whatever TV and you, you don't realize that the commercials themselves are part of the programming. I remember after Barack Obama was elected, we kind of checked back in. Um, I'm sorry. It was after Obama was reelected. Mm-hmm. We had been, we had had the TV off for a few years not that we weren't watching movies or stuff like that, but just some of the commercials and the and the mode of pro the the way the programming is delivered. We were like, we felt like we were watching a B movie, right? Why do they call them B movies? You're a movie guy because they're not A movies. So A is better than B. Yeah. So low budget, lower budget, right? So we're watching a B movie that was like an apocalyptic movie and watching sort of the way they would do a montage of television right. at that time. I'm like, this is <laughs> highly it's, produced. It's, 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 it's as if you're watching a movie. It's fascinating to watch the news. If you'll take a break that from reason. it. Turn, turn the sound off. That's another thing you can do is you can, you can be watching a sporting event or whatever and just turn the sound off and then try to make sense of all the glitz and glitter and whatever's going on on the right. screen. There's a lot of ways to sort of see behind the curtain relative to the to the overproduced programming we're getting. So what are, what are we going to talk about today? I uh, <laughs> we, 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 we kind of started off 30, with a, thirty minutes in. We got a, I I think we we had a little discussion before we started that we don't, do we really want to talk about the COVID thing? But how can we? I don't. I, we can't help it. I mean, it's that absurd. Like what what are we supposed to do here, listeners? You guys you guys got to comment. You got to. Let well, us know what what's well, the solution here. Yeah. What are we doing? And what's the end game? You know, the, we were told the end game was two weeks to slow the spread. By the way, the, we we just surpassed five hundred days of fifteen days to slow the spread. Well, we had an episode. I think it was the apocalypse episode that we did uh, a couple of months ago. How we felt like this was the calm before the storm. This sort of this uh, this summer was a good time to go do something fun. And I'm a little perturbed because it's just barely the end of July. And yeah. we're not getting the full calm before the storm here. We right. needed, uh, they're they're back at it fast. Yeah, the the and and there's kind a of couple predicted ways, there's a couple ways there's a couple ways that you can you can combat this. Number one, we've mentioned is stop watching the news. Two, get off social media, unless it's to share the mindvirus.show. <laughs> <laughs> Get off of those things and then go do something fun. Because, you know, the real world, 
the real world is not panicking. Not yet. The real world is still just living their lives. Now, I think that depending on where you live, that could change uh, pretty quickly because you can kind of see we're in a strange uh, <clears throat> spot where you can kind of see now who who around you is paying attention to the narrative because they put masks back on, right? There was a few masks that showed up at church yesterday. There's been a few more in Walmarts and other grocery stores and things around mm-hmm. around the community. I even I spent a lot of time last week at a uh, sports tournament, you know, a youth sports tournament outside in the scorching heat. And there was a few masks outside. Even some of the kids playing in these games had masks, which is while they were playing abusive. While they while they were playing, while they were playing, one girl eventually just put hers around her chin. It's like just take the dang thing off. But that's those parents. None, not very many of these parents were masked up. So what what you have right now, and and this is a a, a message coming from public health, is that if you're child is too young to be vaccinated then that child needs to be masked and masked and we've even been told and and i've seen headlines particularly one in australia that says that parents need to social distance from their kids until kids can get the vaccine and of course australia is is bonkers upside down literally the down the land down down (laughs) they are under it big time they have the military now helping enforce these lockdowns yeah because there's a lot of people that are not because they've, they've, yeah, they've had some protests down there. But so you could kind of see in your own communities, unless you live in a in an urban blue area that where maybe masks never went away, but turn off the programming, turn it off and live, live your life. It, the, the best thing we can do is to ignore these people. And that makes them angry. And I think they saw that they were being ignored and they weren't getting enough people vaccinated because of arbitrary or financial incentives. But see, it can't be in... That's a good question. Is it just a financial incentive? It, it can't be financial incentive, the idea that they're trying to vaccinate so many people anymore. It, it just can't be because if it were just simple financial incentive... It's more than that, for sure. Yeah, well... The, there was think, a great article by Brandon Smith. I forwarded it to you where he yeah. postulates. Before you get into that, though. Okay, I let's think not talk some, about that. No, we can get into that. But no, I, think, I don't think we should. I think for some people, like, say, a governor of a rural western state, it is just financial. He's. It's just easy to say, hey, you'll get this bonus of CARES money or whatever. Are you talking about get, like a, a governor of a state shaped kind of like a square but with a corner cut out? Yeah, but okay. cougars don't cut corners. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think on the lower level, you know, the the useful idiots, right. like governors and and public health people, you yeah, know, the state use, epidemiologists, there probably is some financial. Either that, or they're just true believers. They're just they're just fully encompassed by the cult and think that getting seventy percent of their population to take this. Experimental jab, which authorized for emergency use only. Which the more time passes, the more it looks like it's not all it was cracked up to be. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just they're just they're just bought into the narrative. But I think we should talk about that article by Brandon Smith from AltMarket.us. Yeah, I mean he postulates that 
He's asking the question, why are they so hell-bent on getting 100% vaccination? Which is a really, really good question. That's a good question. He's asking the right because question. Because there's never, we've talked about this, there's never been a propaganda campaign with this much pressure. Right. Who? Remember the, remember the Corona Circus guys. Who, why, and why now? We've started- that, we can ask the same question about the whole CDC reversal of, of logic. Right. Right, because that's not, gonna, that's not going to help more people get vaccinated this cdc like you got you you still have to wear a mask even if you got vaccinated that's leaving a lot of people going well why would i go and get the vaccine or it's leaving people saying well why did i go get that vaccine i think he i think brandon definitely is asking the right questions and he he and others have made the point that if you haven't been vaccinated yet you're unlikely to be vaccinated right do you do you agree with that bobby yeah i mean here in our community, they have, without saying it, they've said a whole lot through their advertisements and propaganda that this there is very little demand and there is a lot of supply. The, the big looming thing is there's a bunch of folks out there who are going, well, if I have to to fly, I might do it. Or if I had to get vaccinated in order to keep my job. Right. I might do it. That's And I think that there's a there's sort of a tipping point that the controllers are looking for here where they want the companies to do their dirty work right. to do the devil's bidding and force the vaccination. If you're if you're if you run a large company or a medium company or a small company or any company and you're forcing your employees to take this shame on you. Worse than that, a pox on you. <laughs> that is that is evil. That is that is really disgusting. Yeah, shame. But I don't think that any of our listeners own any companies. <laughs> I think I think some of I think you might be surprised. Uh, we got some <laughs> very high end listeners out there. Well, anyway, Brandon Smith at Alt Market. We'll link to this in the on the website. Why are globalists and governments so desperate for one hundred percent vaccination rates? He basically kind of starts off saying, you know, I'm I'm don't think I'm the only person that has noticed it, but there's been a sudden deluge of COVID vaccination propaganda <laughs> right. and vaccine passport propaganda, more so than we saw earlier. And he's talking about the US in particular. Uh so well, why why are we seeing this big push? And he posits the idea or puts forth the idea you know that they're desperate, and I think that it smacks of desperation, right? We've we've kind of talked about that recently, and he says, you know, if the average f- fatality rate or the infection fatality rate is about 0.26 percent, that means 99.7 percent of the public's in no danger whether they're vaccinated or not. So, do the vaccines give us better odds? No, and and just like we read on on Rappaport's page, <laughs> the guy in, informing us that no, the vaccines are supposed to simply lessen the symptoms. Um, here you've got strange. He he goes through some strange contradictions. Like in Massachusetts, they reported over fifty one hundred infections and. 80 deaths of fully vaccinated patients, but the media keeps telling us that it's only the unvaccinated that are dying. You know, so we got we've got all these contradictions. There's no science. Why the relentless push? And so his point is maybe the maybe the uh, 
side effects from this vaccine are going to be so bad that they have to get rid of the control group of people who didn't get it. Otherwise, it's going to be obvious that the vaccines are going to cause the long-term damage that they're afraid of. Right. That's, that's a really, you know, that's a pretty, in the realm of what people would call conspiracy theories, crazy conspiracy theories, disinformation and lies or whatever, that's a pretty dark one right there. That, that, well, that the vaccine, and that's one that people have had in the back of their mind, that somehow the vaccine is a Trojan horse. Right. But he, he articulates it really well. When he goes there, because the question is the why. Why and why now? He's thinking exactly like the Corona Circus dudes. But he goes there also because the the people like the WEF and the WHO. Yeah, and that's the WHO. These in the UN Meaning have who done it have talked for years about uh, re- reducing the population of the Earth, reducing the number of people on the Earth. That's been there. I mean, you you can go back to the uh, eugenics movement in the early 1900s. You can go back to the Malthusians. There's a group of people that think that there are too many people on the earth and that the earth needs to be cold of certain undesirables. These people in today are some of the most outspoken ones are people like Bill Gates. We've talked about him before. A lot of politicians talk about this kind of stuff and they and they use global warming, they use COVID, they use all of these things and basically what they always get to is that there's too many people on the earth and we're ruining the earth. Brandon Smith posits that maybe it's a Trojan horse to create a lot of mass infertility. Right. And the reason he's, he's bringing that up is because he's, I mean, people have talked about that, but he's one of those guys who says, look at what they're saying. Look at what they're saying. You know, he'll, he'll go read their material. Right. And I think this is a good uh, strategy because they do project in their policy strategy meetings, their policy conferences or whatever. They, they, they exactly say what, what they, they say what do. they intend to do. They tell us exactly what they want. And then it, and then you can see based on the repetitive instances or the how often these things are repeated, what what types of crazy policies are being foisted on the public. Once they once they start to get momentum in the press, then you know that the oligarchy is about is is pushing something, right? It'll there'll be an intensity build up and and then, bam, a bunch of cr- stuff happens. Well, he, he's starting to see evidence of this. He says, he references a speech given by the governor of Arkansas uh, trying to explain that there's no evidence that the vaccines cause infertility, but COVID-19 might cause it. And he thinks, he thinks that the, uh, the oligarchy slipped up there because this governor was, and his, uh, he says, just watch this recent speech by the governor of Arkansas where he and his medical flunky were almost run from the podium, run off of the podium by an angry audience for peddling that propaganda. So I didn't watch the video, but apparently they were, they were shouted well, down. But he says that he, he thinks they're setting a stage for a mass infertility event that, they, that they're trying to blame on, the, on COVID, right. but is literally well, COVID, caused by the vaccine. COVID has hundreds of symptoms now. So, some of the prominent recent ones i've heard are impotence in men so you know erectile dysfunction which by the way another pfizer product can can help with so after you take the one pfizer product you can get a lifetime uh membership membership for the other one okay not free of charge of course but also will the government uh, pay for it maybe (laughs) 
but also uh, COVID can cause a, a 10 point drop in IQ. I've seen that as one of the symptoms, which based on what I've seen out there might be actually true. I, I know COVID <laughs> media, COVID media can cause a drop in IQ. <laughs> but uh, there was, I saw a, a list of literally over a hundred symptoms that could be part of long COVID. And it was everything. It was everything. And so all of us have long COVID. It's like a modern reverse snake oil. So yeah, it, it doesn't solve everything. It causes everything. Right. So everything, or in the future, if there is some sort of mass adverse reaction, they can easily blame that on the virus itself or the mutations. Do you remember the Good Times virus that used to get emailed around? Uh, mm-hmm. The e- it was a, f- a spam email mm-hmm. where. They would warn you that this virus was going to infect your computer and do all kinds of stuff. And then there was the spoof that went around after that, where they said it started off talking about what what don't don't open any. The thing was it was it was don't open any emails that have the subject line "good times." And if you're a computer guy, you know that that's a little absurd because just clicking on an email to see the text of the email doesn't launch the virus. You have to actually start. You have to launch uh, an attachment like a an executable file right. in order to get your right. computer infected. So just reading the text of an email never would was never going to infect you. But the right. the scare tactic or the spoof, whatever the the pranksters were trying to pull is they were trying to get you to not read your email. So they'd say, don't don't open any emails that have the subject line "good times," and then. Somebody went around and sent out a spoof and said, yeah, the good times virus, you know, don't open any emails because it's going to infect your computer and then it's going to wreck your sound system and then it's going to get into the refrigerator and, or freezer and eat all your ice cream and then it's going to date your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> That's what COVID does. Yeah, co- well, you see businesses doing this, right? Due to COVID, we no longer offer this and this service and it has nothing to do with anything, but it's a good excuse. It's a good excuse to cut costs and okay, well. But don't blame it on COVID. Just say we don't want to do this anymore. Well, if you have, if you know someone of childbearing age, like we're talking, you know, young ladies ages eighteen to thirty or thirty-five or forty, I, I, even if you're older than that, but young men, you know, in in that range, they're virtually they virtually have no risk of dying from COVID in that range. It's not virtually. I mean, it's almost it's. it's there have been there have been people that died that they attributed it to COVID, but remember that's with COVID. Right. There have been just as many that have died in that category while they had the vaccine too. And how many of these people are and dying none of with obesity? Attribu- yeah. How many of them are dying with obesity and with the vaccine? And that's another. Well, finish your thought. Well, finish it's just thought. the point. The point is that you have virtually no chance of complications from this from the SARS virus the severe acute respiratory syndrome virus it causes a bad cold and you've probably dealt with colds in your life before so you can probably handle it you know there's virtually no chance however it's a huge question mark what this what this experimental mRNA uh, injection does and if you want to have kids Infertility is one of the things that's been associated with viruses and adjuvants and and chemicals in the body. Traditionally, that's one of the problem, one of the adverse uh, side effects that people have worried about. And so, on the one hand, there's you have virtually no liability to not get it, but a huge unknown liability. The only the only thing you'll really suffer 
if you don't get the vaccine is public shaming at the hands of the right. of the intelligentsia class, whatever you want to call them, the, the people following the emperor who has no clothes, those people, the nobles who hold high the train that was never there at all. Well, I think a, an inverse of Brandon's question is important. So he says, why are globalists and governments so desperate for 100% vaccination rates? I think sort of flipping that question into a new question is important. Why aren't globalist governments, public health officials, etc., desperate to make to encourage a healthy population? Why aren't we hearing ad nauseum about exercise and good eating and sleep and supplementation? Why aren't we hearing about lifestyle choices? So so many of the important comorbidities with COVID are lifestyle related generally obesity, something like 80% of all hospitalizations with COVID are obese people. That's, that's more than a, a coincidence. So why aren't we hearing about healthy lifestyles? All we've heard about since the beginning 80% is, is within the margin of error. I, well, 78%. 78%. <laughs> I said almost 80. But why aren't we hearing... Why aren't why aren't there why aren't they manda- mandating exercises? Well, in some cases they wanted to. I mean, there's some cities that have been wanting to put tax on sugar and soft drinks and stuff <laughs> like that. But that's still not addressing the issue. It's it's not catching on. I mean, the, that's just a revenue grab. I just think it's the the uh, the best way they've figured out. Um, the, Taking more control via right. fear, via it's not about health. Emergency management is never about health. It's all about control. It's not about a virus. Yeah, this that's that's the problem. Is that this is the best way they've figured out to get more control, and they're doing their darndest to take it as fast as they can. Well, they have to now. Their foot's in the door, or whatever analogy you want to use. Well, the, I think they committed their forces. I think that they've. It's like a war, and and they realize that if they don't, then the heads will roll. If they they, they have to press the advantage, otherwise yeah, they can't retreat. Now. If they lose, if they lose it here, if people don't continue to be fearful of COVID, then what? And how many how many variants are there? You know, we've got the alpha, beta, delta, gamma, or alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. I think I got that out of order. Does the, the epsilon? The, virus yeah, next? I don't know. Yeah, that would be the next in the alphabet, I think, after Delta. I don't know. Yeah, it's Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Manuxi, Omnicron. Can we just skip right to the Omega? Omnicron, V, keep C, Omega. To the Omega variant? Yeah, can we just can we just skip to that? I think they're going to need that in 20... 29 or 20 oh, 30 37 long. or something like uh, that no that's too long coronaviruses mutate apparently pretty quick well yeah they're called the common cold yeah the, why that's because they're common exactly well anyway that's our that's a long introductory oh. rant oh, what do you want to talk about today bobby <laughs> I don't know. I I I mean, when 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 do you win the the argument when you just throw your hands up in the air and you say you can't win these arguments? You can't, how do you? The other side has to somehow concede that it's absurd, absurdity beyond belief. Some of them, and therefore, there's no winning of the argument when the other side is in 
some people immersed will in such absurdity and have, but I think by this point, the people who are still kind of saying, I'm going to mask up even after I've been vaccinated, I'm still going to social distance. I just think those people are lost. They're casualties of war. There's nothing that's going to snap them out of the trance. I can't remember where I read it or, or who, how, who was speaking that I was listening to, but apparently in Russia, you, you had the whole gulag system going on. And during the Stalin years, they were just killing millions of people, undesirables, right? And that's, that's the problem is we're, we're at the front end of that type of behavior. After the censorship, right? see, that's the big, the big red flag for any thinking person out there should be the censorship. We didn't even have to talk about the details. If you have a regime that's censoring, and we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, you can go back and listen if, you're, if you want. Censorship is evidence of a tyranny, and coordinated censorship is clear evidence of a cartel, cabal, combination, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. So that in and of itself proves that whatever the mainstream narrative is, that there's a problem with it. Because if there were, if there, if there, if it were a real issue, if the COVID thing were a real issue, then there would be no need for the censorship. If, if they had a logical, rational leg to stand on, on any of these issues, climate change, uh, the election fraud, Black Lives Matter riots, stuff like that. There would be no need for the censorship right. if they had any sort of a rational uh, foundation the, to stand upon. But they they don't. They get Their arguments get dismantled immediately, so they have to stop the speech. They have to stop people from talking about it. This is typical of of all ages of the world. We've talked about it before, about getting excluded from the Agora, excluded from the marketplace of ideas because you don't fit with the people who have the mark of the beast. But uh, some of the great thinkers who were burnt at the stake, like William Tyndale or Giordano Bruno, these guys had to be strangled or have, have their soft palates pierced before they were burnt at the stake because you, can, you cannot have a heretic screaming heresies while being burnt that that you have to the crowd has to witness their burning but they can't hear the ideas so it 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 was common practice that you have to shut the mouth of the heretic, heretic the detractor whoever before you burn them at the stake one notable exe- exception to this was the great abinadi in the Book of Mormon, who says, touch me not, I have not yet delivered the message that God sent me to deliver. And then he, they fall back, and he tells them off, tells them what he's there to tell them. And then he's like, okay, now I'm done. Now go ahead, do your worst. And they burn him up. Right. You meant, who, were the, who were the guys you mentioned? William uh, Tyndale? William Tyndale and, and Giordano Bruno. Oh, any relation? Uh, perhaps a distant relative. Ah. Cool. This is an interesting comment in the Brandon Smith article by somebody. Some commenter says, this could explain the fact that people over 65 are heavily vaccinated, don't matter. They don't have kids anymore. The government has to go after people of child childbearing age, basically younger people, which is an interesting because that is where the, the rhetoric and the propaganda is aimed at. Not the vulnerable people to the disease, but to the people who are least likely the hipster crowd to have a bad problem with it. They, 
and the people who are most likely to have the millennials, kids. the millennial generation. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about how the millennial generation has been w- well indoctrinated. What's your What's your opinion on that? Super, super indoctrinated. I I know in my family, the it just appears to me that uh, cousins, whoever. Uh, I don't. I don't want to name too many relationships. If they're well, out, if they're out there listening, they're <laughs> you're you're upset, indoctrinated. <laughs> you know you've been indoctrinated. <laughs> they know that we've we've at family parties. We've come. We've almost come to blows over this. Uh, we, we didn't have too many family parties. I haven't seen a lot of these people because they're so bought into the the right, propaganda. Right. But yeah, I I think kids that go to college have been well indoctrinated. The ones that are not interested in college are less so. It seems so. So it seems they've done a good job getting the that 18 to, to 30 demographic sucked into the narrative. Right. Is that do you is that been your experience? Oh, oh, big time. Big time. I mean, and what is that narrative? Well, some of the overlying uh kind of prevailing beliefs right now are that there's basically like there, you can't criticize any kind of behavior. You you can't say, Okay, let's go there. I mentioned Simone Biles earlier, right? She dropped out of her events citing some mental health issues. Okay, I, I'm not going to criticize the mental health part of things. What I what I don't think is healthy is that the world around her is praising her for doing it, saying you did the right thing, this is so brave, this is so courageous. All that does is enable and empower mental health. The mental health problem. Okay, so back back up. For those of us living in a cave, Simone Biles is sort of an unfortunate name. Sounds like Bile. She's the she's a U.S. gymnast. She's probably the most decorated, successful U.S. or gymnast at all in, in so history. So she's like our Nadia. She's she's yeah she's she's the Michael Jordan of gymnastics. Is she like Nadia. I think she's even got more medals than her. Nadia Comaneci from Romania was a national hero. If you're not aware of that, back when we were far was was that when we were kids or was that before our time? No, she was like in the 80s or 90s, that's wasn't? What, that's what I thought. But so right now the Olympics are happening, right? And Biles was was favored in all these events, and she dropped out. And again, like. I'm not going to question her reasoning for doing it. Shouldn't that be a non-story? I mean, well, the, the, it, well would be a, it would be sort of like a scandal, right? It's It'd be like, oh, the, it's oh st- she dropped out. But then shouldn't that be it? Like, now let's focus on all the other people that yeah, are competing? But it's dominated the Olympics. And even in you know this coverage, I mentioned how she puts the mask over her eyes. Well, the only reason I know that is because every 13 seconds they cut to her. And well, she's not even competing. Did anyone come down and make her put it back over her mouth? Because that's not the proper way to wear <laughs> not it. Not that I saw. Oh my gosh! But what if she spread COVID? Again, I I'm not going to criticize her for dropping out. What I'm critical of are all the people around her in the media and social media and other sports, you know, other athletes praising her for doing it, rather you, than saying, "Hey, you know what? Do you remember? Let's wh- figure out how to beat these right. illnesses. Let's figure out how to how to function in high pressure situations, because I've seen a lot of young people use anxiety." as a crutch to get out of everything that right. they want to do. Where, where's the, we can do hard things. Right. Uh, mentality. So, uh, do you remember the time when you were gone? Oh, of course you don't. You were gone. I was, uh, well, I remember what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> 
I, a couple of months ago, I interviewed a young person who attends university here in the great Me Too state of Utah, mm-hmm. and, uh, Thomas, Tom. One of the things he mentioned, and this was a, it struck a resonant chord with some of our listeners I heard through the grapevine, that some of, some of the young men out there are having a hard time finding a suitable young lady because, sure. and, and I think it goes in reverse. I just had talked to a couple of boys. Mm-hmm. I think this also goes in reverse. But that young people, some young people seem to be following this pattern where they they believe this victimization, that making themselves a victim is a badge of honor. Yeah, are, are people putting immunocompromised on their resumes yet? Yeah, we talked like, about that, yeah. And so uh, the, these these young men lamented that going out on dates with girls was difficult because they just, these girls, instead of being upbeat and positive and, you know, trying to get angle on a makeout session or something, you know, <laughs> they, they start uh, airing all their psychological problems. Right. And how, how beat down they are and how, how, how bad it is to be them. And, yeah, and you sh- these boys should feel sorry for them and take care of them or something. Or, and, and I'm not saying right. it's, it's a boy-girl thing. That right. It's just the girls. I, my, knowing some of the people in my circle, my triangle. No. <laughs> Actually, I, I happen to have a pretty big family. So I think I, I, my, my sample size is quite large. Uh, there's a lot of young men out there that, that I think have played the victimization card yeah. too. I mean... It, and I think I think talking about mental health is, is super important. I mean, I've I've let I've let anxiety kind of take away from some of the things I've wanted to do in my life, and I've also kind of learned how to deal with that. And that's the point, though. It's like instead of the the worst thing that anybody could say to me was, "You did the right thing by not doing the thing that you've always wanted to do." And and in, in Simone Biles' case, like I don't think. She, I'm not going to say whether she did the right thing or not. Only she can decide that. But to aggrandize it feeds that victim culture. And you see how that that would trickle down to all of these people who watch it, who are watching the Olympics and putting her up on this pedestal. That empowers their mental problems and mental illness rather than empowering them to overcome. How how much better of a story would it have been if she had said, I almost I almost dropped out. I was so bent out of shape but I knew my teammates needed me and I knew I'd been working my whole life to be here. And I, you know, and I competed hard and, and I didn't get the gold or maybe she did, would have, who knows. Right. Now, you know, they do different coverage for different countries. Right. So, right. So I think this is a uniquely American problem. I think this is all part of the destruction of the American mind and destroying uh, the strength of America because right. we've been such a powerful nation. And, uh, uh, I know a person who's a police officer who is very much into military and, you know, uh, research of training and martial arts and mm-hmm. the, the, the martial aspects of self-defense and national defense and, and uh, strategy and stuff like that. He, he and again, it's kind of hard when we're trying not to name names here, but uh, he, he was telling me that he's really concerned about the American military because of what's going on, how we, we've softened our guidelines right. and, and we don't... Well, they're getting rid of physical tests. Right. right? We're, trying, we're trying to make it so that, uh, you know, transgender males or women 
whatever are going to really excel or, or, or we're trying to sell critical race theory to everybody and, and trying to push everything down to the lowest common denominator so that we can have people involved in our military. Right. And, and he, he laments that because he's like, look, the Russians are not doing that. The, right. the Russians, the Chinese are not, the doing Chinese that. are not doing that. They're not over there celebrating that their people didn't even try to compete for the gold medal. Right. And they dropped out. We're the country that's that's celebrating a person that dropped out, right. while they're over That's there brave doing and things like, yeah. He he was he was telling me. I think he showed me a video of a live fire exercise that the Russian special forces would do, where they literally. We, we, this is so dangerous, but they're trying to show how tough their guys are, and how. Um, cool they are under fire have been trained to be cool under fire they'll literally have them stand opposite each other and shoot targets behind each other's mm -hmm. heads while being yelled at and screamed at and and uh have other fire right. going over their heads and and they're they're that confident that their soldiers are not going to accidentally shoot their buddy and and if you've handled a pistol if you've if you've never really had time handling a pistol you need to go out to the range and uh, you know stand 10 feet away from a target and see how easy it is to move your point of impact you know 2 or 3 feet to the right ten, or to the top i mean it, it would be easy to shoot somebody in the head at these distances these guys are doing this a long shot with a handgun it is and, and, and to your get, groups your groups if you've never done it your your groups will be terrible at 10 you, feet. you might not even hit the paper right that that's how technical how uh demanding it is it, it's a it's a it's a shooting at, pistol shooting is a very high right. level skill it requires a great deal of discipline and muscle control and uh, i think you know psychological discipline because you you have the raw power of the firearm that you're dealing with and you have to talk yourself into not flinching because if you flinch just a little bit the, the most common error that a person will make is they will try to anticipate the recoil of the of the firearm and they'll so therefore they will move the gun before they shoot because they want to keep it from moving because it's going to move it's a controlled explosion and that changes that point of impact over 10 feet dramatically right and so anyway it's just a well, a little bit of an insight into how we don't care about the winning the uh <laughs> The trans, Anything. the transgender weightlifter from New Zealand, uh, that who competed in the Olympics and and yeah, I saw that. We got to mention New Zealand and play the single and, and, source of truth. Yeah, this 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 forty three year old man who is now a transgender woman, so a man lifting in a women's weightlifting competition, competed in a weightlifting competition, and actually did really poorly. And I I watched the video and realized that this. 43-year-old man, which is, I know what it's like to be 43. He He's t in terrible shape. He, she's, she's in terrible shape. Does not look like they trained at all for this. And the results would uh, warrant that. But the quote that this person uh, said afterward was, they, they said something, I just want to thank the IOC for, for making sports accessible. Sports are not accessible that's the whole point of the olympics and elite sport it's not accessible that's why we watch because people are doing incredible things that we can't do that we just can't do i was watching the hammer 
guys. Those guys spin around like helicopters and chuck a 15-pound hammer 80 meters. Like, Into the next state. That would rip my arms out of my body. Like It's cool to watch people do things we can't do. Sports are not supposed to be accessible now for kids it's the harrison bergeron olympics for, for kids for kids sure yeah yeah kids kids sign them up for your for sports the but special that olympics doesn't are mean accessible. that doesn't mean that they're going to be good at the sport that you've signed them up for sports like life was never meant to be accessible okay it's something that is it favors the elite it favors the elite at those different things and if you're not that oh well you're not that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Celebrate it. We used to celebrate being the best. Now we're ashamed of it. And it, that comes back to haunt people. You know, the women's soccer team lost in the semifinals. They were supposed to win gold without much, much trouble. And now they're going to play for bronze. And what that creates is this culture of animosity. Now people are laughing at them. Americans are laughing at their own soccer team for losing because that soccer team has been so outspokenly woke anti-american yeah well the uh i think we got derailed from the tangent that i was wanting to be on about stalin (laughs) and the russians and i can't remember exactly how i'm gonna have to go listen to the tape and they were killing lots of people and people were i think you were going to the direction of people were not seeing it or going along with it well they the the i i derailed myself thank you for reminding me about how we got on this tangent the, po- the point was that censorship is such a big deal because the censorship occurs right before the cleansing, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, <laughs> historically, if you want to look at the historical patterns, we're right before the mass cleansing. You know, well, when, they have, when Mao killed 60 million people they have or Stalin killed 20 million people. They have the stage set up for the cleansing. The cleansing can start with the unvaccinated. unvaccinated. Yeah. And that's, that's already being, that groundwork and that propaganda is being Yeah, it, it was a little bit more... In uh, Russia and China in the last century, it was a little bit more cut and dried. You're either with us or you're you're against us type of political issues. But right now they're trying to trying to make it a little more pharisaical, like virtue signal, mm-hmm. virtue signal signal your virtue for vaccines and kill everyone that's that doesn't agree with your virtue. Right. So, but anyway, there there were I can't remember where I read this or saw this, but what what would happen is just. Stalin, and one of the one of the <laughs> it's hard to put a coherent thought together here on the podcast. One of the things that people who study this, you know, the destruction of societies. I feel like I'm Raz Al Ghul here talking in Batman Begins. Yeah, Gotham is going to beat us. We're just going to help it over the edge. You know, we we've studied the destruction of societies and <laughs> for many many centuries. Ah, the League of Shadows has blah blah. You know. That's a real thing. If you just <laughs> this these secret combinations, they, they follow these patterns. And if if you study this, one of the, one of the theories or patterns that occurs is that you just need a lot of death. You need a big fire. You need to burn burn the fires hotter and faster, stronger, and just kill a bunch of people. So people in Russia and and in China, the, it's not like Mao or Stalin or the controlling class was really picking off you know the dirty dozen you know don't we have a dirty dozen right now of 12 apparently uh, I, I found i learned over the weekend a few of those people apparently you got dr mccullough who's probably one of those dr sherry tenpenny um who's b- been very outspoken about vaccines uh you, of course rfk jr yeah. the children's defense 
group. Yeah. Is um, Dell Big Tree on that list? I don't know, but I'm just trying to give a shout out to any of these uh, agitators, these really great her- heroic people who are trying to tell the truth that they that right. they know. Anyway, it's not like they just go after that one person. They've got to kill them and their families and everybody, anybody that's even thinking about and, and a bunch of extra people just to show that the state is that vindictive and that powerful. That's what happened in the great cleansings in, in Asia, Russia and China in the 20th century. And so there were people, and this is what I read, and this is what I'm getting to, is that there are accounts of, of these older, this, this older generation, these, these poor people that have been rounded up, taken out into the countryside and shot, who were screaming at the... Um, at the soldiers saying, this is a mistake. When, when Uncle Joe Stalin hears about this, you're going to lose your job. You're going to be shot too or whatever. When, you, when, when Stalin, we love Stalin. We're, why, you, you can't be killing us. We love the regime. Right. And when Stalin hears about this, you're going to get it too. Well, you know what? They do, they, eat, they do eat their own. And some of those soldiers probably did get killed. Well, a lot of them did. Yeah. But but the point is you got to kill the people who know that who can witness to the crimes. Right, but the point is that they even eat their own. This is a cannibalistic evil process we, that we're we, embarking on. We've seen less uh, con- uh consequential versions of that in this woke cancel culture, right? Yeah. Pe- pe- you know, people who are out there canceling people suddenly get canceled because they're not yeah, right now enough. it's all about getting canceled on, and you you know losing Can, your livelihood cancel, on the internet. Getting canceled is sort of the digital. It's a digital social death. death. It, yeah. It's obviously not a death death, but it's yeah. for some people it can be very devastating. The death death comes next. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is I I finally went and watched a couple of movies that some of my associates have recommended for me in the past. One was Fight Club. And now I have a new appreciation for the Zero Hedge guys who write under the moniker Tyler Durden. Um, some, of, some of their articles and some of their prose, I now realize, is not worthy of the name Tyler Durden, guys. Come on. You <laughs> Tyler Durden's an interesting character. If you're going to be Tyler Durden, you need to be Tyler Durden. Well, a Fight Club, uh, Bobby, I think maybe you should watch that and we should talk about it. That was a very interesting movie, and I don't want to talk about Fight Club right now but the well, that's other, the number one rule of fight club <laughs> you don't talk about fight club yeah <laughs> actually we can't talk about it can we if you watch it we won't be able to talk about it let's talk about that later <laughs> the uh, the other movie that i watched was they live 1988 and the star of they live is rowdy roddy piper if, if any of you guys lived through the 80s you'll remember wwf and rowdy roddy piper would wear a kilt and he was a bad Scotsman. Yeah, he was always the heel to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Kick a Scotsman. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he he doesn't go by Roddy Piper in the movie. He's Roddy Piper playing because we know with kayfabe, kayfabe that he had to keep his persona in his personal life, his wrestling persona, his personal life. So you had this wrestler playing a guy who the credits call Nada. In um, which I think I mean is a uh, shout out to Zero. He's a nobody. He's uh, sort of a drifter, a wanderer, you know, a construction worker type. Anyway, he he ends up 
becoming privy to some some crazy conspiracy stuff that's going on, Matrix type of stuff, and he and he finds these sunglasses that allow him to see what's really going on behind the marketing and, and, and which people are good and which people are really dead or, or bad inside, you know? And so that's the whole, the whole premise of the movie they live. And this is 1988. This is before the first world trade center bombing. This is before the first Gulf war. This is before, I think this is right around the time George Bush gave his speech about a thousand points of light I think he gave that speech in 89 or 90. Yeah, this is right as Bush is becoming president. This is right after the Reagan years. So it's interesting that they, these people had that much insight. I've got to look up who, who the wrote it. Yes, yeah, before the internet, before, before 9-11. I mean, this, this is, remember the Clinton years, the 90s were gr- great for Americans. I mean, we had no enemies. We were the only superpower you could go anywhere in the world. You could, if, if you were, I, I do sometimes lament that I wasn't older in the nineties <laughs> because you could travel, you could, you could do all kinds of things and see the world. And there was sufficient technology, you know, cell phones, communications were coming into vogue and you, you could have gone and done a lot of stuff and, and it was more, more free than we are now at least. But, uh, so 1988, the movie they live is produced the the starring role is filled by a a wrestler rowdy rod and the premise is that the world is not the way it seems and he becomes privy to it by having put on these glasses and he, he the, there there was a rogue group of people trying to wake up the rest of humanity to the looming threat and now I'm not recommending that you listeners go out and watch the movie, okay? If you really want to do it, it's not, I don't want to say it's not that great, but Bobby, it's not that great, but you should watch it. But listeners, maybe, you know, use your discernment. Maybe you don't want to watch it. You can kind of get the general gist of it by watching some YouTube But, but you, you may want to watch it just for, co- just for, for context yeah. for our conversations because it's that, it's that, WWF. There's there's one scene in the movie where he he's had cuz see his reaction Roddy Piper's reaction when he finally realizes what's going on is to to uh get a bunch of guns like he the cops well the cops come after him cuz the, the 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 idea is that when he when he puts on the sunglasses he sees and we'll put a clip to some of the stuff uh in the in the podcast link but he sees that the marketing is actually has a subliminal message and the message is obey stay asleep don't rise up continue to consume our products that's that's what the marketing is and you know it's just marry reproduce do your do your thing don't question the man behind the curtain and it's 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 like it's essentially stay in the matrix mm-hmm. and th- but he also sees that a lot of the people in the city are dead or that they're, they're skeletal. They're, there's regular people and then there's these skeletal people. He finds out later that the skeletons are like an alien race, which is interesting if you're looking at it symbolically. The whole thing has to be looked at in a very highly stylized symbolic right. way. It has to be. It can't just be looked at as an action film because you know that the writers knew something because of what they did with the sunglasses and the, and the underlying messages. Well, they, they make this, 
the enemies out to be this alien race, but they're all over there among us. There's a lot of them and they congregate and they have special ways that they communicate. And so Roddy Piper, when he finds out what's going on, he's just, oh my gosh. And he starts to talk to some of these people and tell them how ugly they are. And so then they, they turn him in. They, they call in their authorities, which are in some cases cops. Not all the cops are bad, but some of the cops are bad. The cops come to get him and he beats up the cops in true WWF fashion and takes their guns. And then he goes into a bank where almost everybody's skeletal, evil <laughs> alien. And he starts shooting the heck out of a bank and shooting these bad cops. And then he runs into a cop that's not bad, not a skeleton or whatever, or an alien, I guess. And, and he, so he doesn't, he starts to show some discretion, but he gets these guns and his, his first reaction is just to start blowing everybody up. Anyway, he can't, what's funny is it's just, this, this is the thing that's funny. And this is what I'm bringing up. And this is, this is why I bring up the Stalin thing. And this is why, you know, <laughs> he can't get his friends to put the sunglasses on. That's what's so symbolic is he tries to, he's got a buddy who works at the construction site with him. And he tries to get him to put on the sunglasses and he won't. And so they have this massive WWF style fight. They just beat the hell out of each other. I mean, they just <laughs> beat each other to pulps and they're, they're body slamming and using their signature moves, whatever, kicking each other in the crotch, in the face while they're down. And, and Roddy Piper almost gets killed or so, he's lying in the, in the, it's it's in this dirty alley, you know, this garbage-filled alley, and there's water running down the middle of it. See, at one point, he's lying there, so dramatic. He's he's de- he's just completely destroyed. But then something happens, and then he gets up, and then totally destroys his buddy in the same manner, and and puts the glass. He forces the glasses on his head, lifts him up, brings him, a, and and finally, finally, his friend sees what's going on, and so then they become partners attempting to thwart this this threat but that's what i found so striking is how hard it was for him to get his only friend to see what was going on and we're we're literally at a point here where you're going to have to recognize that there are there is an element of our society and it's going to be your friends and your family and and whoever who will be just like the people in Russia who will go to their graves praising Joseph Stalin. Right. That's my point. I know, I know it took a long... Bobby, you were very patient here. You're, you're learning patience. Have, you been, pray, praying, have been, you been praying for patience? I've been praying for rain. Maybe, pray, maybe praying for patience will be the title of the episode. <laughs> I think, I think I'm, I'm leaning more towards confluence of confusion. Well, but you, but you, We've seen people saying... They're saying That's the what same I'm getting thing. at. I did everything I was supposed to do, and I still got COVID. There's a whole bunch of people but doing there, that right now. We're going to have to recognize, you, those of you who are trying to put the sunglasses on people, recognize when it's time to move on and put the sunglasses on somebody else. You can do the whole WWF fight with your right. buddies figuratively, but there will always be people in your circle, your dodecahedron of friends, that are just not going to wake up and you kind of, you kind of just got to move on because you can't, you can't force it. I mean, in the movie they live, he was able to force it on one guy. He wasn't able to force it on other people. Other other people don't want to put on the sunglasses and see, and they'll just go to their graves praising Joseph Stalin. But here's the impasse we're at is that people on the other side 
are looking at people like you and me saying, those people refuse to put on the sunglasses. The battle of wits has begun. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you, you just can't go back compete with me physically. And clearly, you clearly cannot. You're no match for my, my for mental my capacity, intellect. my intellect. Yeah. We are at an impasse. It would seem so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are at an impasse in society, and, and, and that's, it's designed that way. Yes. That the, they're creating conflict. They want us angry at each other. They want us. They want us to get after each other, and we're doing that. We're doing that remarkably well. And we need to stop doing that. We need to stop classifying people as vaccinated and unvaccinated. We need to stop classifying people as believers or non-believers. Instead, just treat people like people. We, yeah, but see, that's your point of view. And and the true believer That's just on the like other your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. But you're, what I'm saying is, and you brought this up, and and this is what makes the impasse so maddening, is that you just want to be left alone. See, the problem is right. you have the people that won't leave you alone, right? And they think it's virtuous not to leave you alone. Right. That's the that's why society is poised for massive catastrophe. Right. I think catastrophe was. Avalanche, you know, from the avalanche right. episodes we did way back. We've talked about this. That's why we're primed. We're a, we're a powder keg primed to go off because you have a whole bunch of people like Bobby out there who just want to be left alone, don't want to have to get vaxxed or whatever. And then there's a whole segment of people. This is the people praising Joseph Stalin who are like, no, you need to do this. You need you're to do putting, that. If you're yeah, putting well, grandma at risk, Fauci, if you don't do X, Y, Z. Fauci's still out there saying stupid things. And he said that not wearing a mask and not getting vaccinated is an infringement on other people's rights because no one has the right to spread an infectious disease. Yeah, which is the crux of this whole uh, problem is that, that they want people to believe that you have no right to spread infectious disease as if when we've had the right for as if that's bazillions of years. That's as if been, that's something that anybody's doing deliberately or right. that we have any control it's, over or the, knowledge about right. anyway. That's just a fact of life. That's just been something we've lived with since time immemorial. That it's we like don't, saying that nobody has the right to get old and get sick. You are not liable for spreading the common cold. Well, they're making you liable. That's exactly right. And that's where we switch. That's why, that's why we can't get away from this. It's like a dog to its vomit. We keep coming back to the subject because it's the mechanism by which those who won't leave us alone feel that they have the moral right to not leave us alone. Right, right. It's where we've switched off into insanity. Well, uh, I think this might be a good place to... Uh, to pause our conversation for another week. Um, hopefully in another week we're still allowed to, to meet together and that we haven't been vaporized or erased, disappeared. I don't think we have a big enough audience to warrant any of that just yet. I think we'll be back. <laughs> I think we'll be back for another week. If I'm just going to make a prediction, I'm going to predict that uh, I think that's a, a show next week. We've been wrong in a lot of our predictions, but I think that one is... Which predictions have we been wrong about? Um, we've been wrong on some timelines. Yeah. But I still think a lot of our predictions are, are possible. I think we've made uh, you know loose enough predictions that we could fudge it a little bit. <laughs> Maybe well, we could do some editing, hey, some, science, some clip editing. The science has changed. The science around our predictions has changed. We were never wrong in our models. Our models were never wrong. The science changed. Is that what they're saying now? 
Well, of course. I think Fauci, they're, just, Fauci I think they're said, not even saying that. Fauci, they're just saying science, 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 science. Fauci said the CDC's never contradicted itself. It's just that the science has changed. So uh, I saw Nancy Pelosi's retort to somebody was because science, 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 science. Yeah. Well, she uh, she's easy to ignore. I think even her own party's getting tired of her. But that's that's been a common. But that's the thing. Science. A common rallying cry on Twitter and on social that's media the, is because science on K, on KSL comments science science. That's the that's the counter argument to someone saying something like, "Well, the the survival rates are for people under seventy or ninety nine point five percent, and uh, you know seventy eight percent of hospitalizations are in obese people, and uh, up to eighty yeah. percent of of cases are asymptomatic." The counter argument is science. Yeah. Follow the science. I believe in science. Yeah. I believe in science. I hate uh, all the orphans in the whole world. You you are baptized. <laughs> I baptize you. I don't. I believe in science. Nacho Libre <laughs> uh, quotes for those of you that are uninformed. Okay. Great, as a part, as a parting gift, film. as a parting gift to the audience, I will link to a an article I found interesting. It was fairly short on how science became a religion. Mm-hmm. And, and it is. It, it is. is. It's religion. like literally, they, it, what's funny is you have the same people who are down on religion using the exact same, like if they were to step back and look at themselves and their attitude relative to science, they would have to be down on themselves for the same reasons. Yeah, it's, well, so, even COVID, COVID itself has become a religion. Yeah, it's worth a read. I'll, I'll, I'll link to that. Anyway, uh, if you're listening, you've definitely been learning patience. <laughs> and you are the resistance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Please uh, please share with your friends. Uh, jam those sunglasses onto their faces. This is one way you can do that. Just send them this link and let them scoff and mock us if yeah. they want. Sneak but, up on them while they're asleep and put those glasses on their head. Or you could sneak up to them when they're asleep. Make sure you have your hazmat suit on because of COVID and also just for effect. And then put the headphones on their ears. Oh, yeah. And crank it up. Like in like Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. Like, why is he wearing the hazmat suit? Oh, he's trying to make. He's trying to to pretend he, he's. An he wants alien, to look like the spaceman. like yeah. the uh, comic book. The comic book that he's. Yeah. I'm Darth Vader <laughs> from the planet Krypton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, great scene. Okay, now we got okay. we got a link to that scene. That's Back to the Future. Oh, 1985. That's what we need to figure out. That's the solution. to This we need to build a time machine so that we can get back to the year. 1985 that was such a good year was it though i remember being a kid and having a great time in 1985 yeah i guess that's true i don't know if i want to be a kid again i remember the feeling after having watched back to the future and how such a euphoric yeah moment that was just so great movies used to leave you feeling great yeah and it was you had a, a a great protagonist michael j fox you had a great hard rock band in Huey Lewis in the news doing the power of love and back in time. And you know, they were when doc Brown was doc awesome Brown character. was awesome. Everything about the movie is great. You watch it now. I'm, I'm a little taken back as a parent to how much there's some pretty mature themes and language in there. Sure. But, but when you're 10 years old, 10, you don't it, remember that. You remember it's just like is, way over your head. 88 miles per hour. The Libyans. That's right. The Libyans. They found me. <laughs> I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> Uh, Ronald Reagan, the actor. The actor? 
And who's the who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> and then later he's like, oh, I see why your president needs to be an actor. He needs to look good on television. <laughs> of course, there was so much in Back to the Future. <laughs> well, some people claim that Back to the Future predicted 9-11. That's a whole other little rabbit hole. Okay, some... you're going to have to tell me about that later. All right, we'll leave our okay, audience okay. hanging on that on that note. Hey, but everybody, you can, you, have can a, look, you can look that up out there. Have a great week in the in the drought-stricken, thunderstorm-ridden. I think the storm's supposed to move through today, and we're going back to hot and dry for the Are next we? ten days, according to the people on the television telling me what to believe about the weather. Okay, and also the little app on my watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your little uh, luxury surveillance device. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right, everybody. We love you. Thanks for listening. Signing off. <laughs>